brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. Someone finally asked Francis a basic question. Why do you go after American Catholics so much? And what do you have to say to those that were bothered by your message? Those aren't exactly what he was asked, but that's what he was asked. And you know the message I'm speaking of, I'm sure. If not, the short version is that Francis recently said there are some Catholics in America who are too rigid and are basically not Catholic. He said this about certain bishops and about a lot of lay Catholics. He, of course, never named any names because that's not how he generally does things. But we all know who he was talking about. Rigid traditionalists who cling to their rosaries and to the same faith as our grandparents. That's who he was talking about, folks. And in our story today, he has a message for those of us who are perplexed by his continued messaging about how bad Catholics in America really are. And he sent it in two ways, with a direct snarky message to us given by the media, and also with an example of how he views his ideal Catholics. It's a nasty message he sent to us, but we shouldn't be surprised at this point. His disdain for the church in America is palpable. Let's dive into the story. But before we do that, I wanted to once again thank the patrons and channel members of Return to Tradition for their continued support. It's really Their support really does help keep the work I do here coming. They help keep these message, these daily messages going with their support of as little as, of, as like a dollar a month, which they make through the, either that join button below or through Patreon or Subscribestar, the speech-respecting Patreon alternative, or a few other options they ask for, all in the description box below. And if you want to help out, it'd be greatly appreciated. Now, let's take a look at some of these slings and barbs that Francis sends all of our way, because we are apparently nasty, rigid American Catholics, and this also applies to you who are not Americans watching this. Crux now reports on this story, which came to us by way of one of Francis's infamous airline interviews. He was also asked about his controversial remarks he made about a certain country that is uh, east of Europe and is involved in a rather controversial conflict in Eastern Europe. He remarks to Catholics of that country that caused a lot of consternation when he told them to essentially re remember their heritage, but lost in those remarks was this, quote, He was also asked about comments he made about American Catholics during a conversation with Jesuits in Portugal, during which he called out a reactionary attitude and a environment of closure on the part of some who he said replaced faith with ideology. Francis seemed unbothered by the backlash his comments generated among American Catholics, saying, yes, they got mad, but move on, move on, end quote. The Francis sycophants are telling us that he's telling American Catholics to get over it, that we should just suck it up and get over the verbal barbs he slings at us. That's their interpretation, and I think that's at least in part the correct one. He's basically dismissing us. But I also think he's telling the media to get over the story, too. You see, he doesn't want the media covering that story too much, because if they do, it brings attention to the things he says and to the things he's doing. And remember, in this battle for the heart and soul of the church, traditionalists, which is who he's usually going after here, are the underdogs in this story. And the media loves a good underdog story. More than that, American Catholics, who aren't traditionalists, but who have real questions about the state of the church, also love a good underdog story. Francis doesn't really want this, this story to gain any traction, so 
Not only is he asking you and I to get over the verbal abuse he's slinging towards us, he's telling the media to stop covering it. But the get over remarks are of course being repeated far and wide on social media by his most loyal supporters, especially among Americans. So the message is loud and clear for us. Get over it. Perhaps we should just get over it and endure the spiritual mistreatment at the hands of the man the world thinks is the Pope. And instead, we should focus on Francis's contradictory words about the Synod. You see, we have been told that the Synod on Synodality is about walking together, listening, dialogue, and of course, discernment. Terms and conditions apply, obviously. See, for those of us who have been told to get over it, we're not the ones being listened to. We're the ones who need to be re-educated about how the post-Vatican II church is, how great it is, how great the new mass is, despite being designed by a committee of Protestants and who are all likely to have been stonecutters. That's all part of the historic record, by the way. I'm not making that up. We're told that we need to be re-educated on those matters. See if you detect, detect the contradiction in Francis's attitude here. This story comes from Chicago Catholic with this headline. Pope Francis on the Synod. Let us get used to listening to each other. The author is journalist Christopher Lamb, who typically writes for modernist outlets like The Tablet and others like it. He is a true believer in the Francis Revolution. And the lesson is simple. Walk together, listen together, don't be so judgy, etc., etc. But combine it with Francis' instructions to American Catholics, whom he uses as an example in this article, to just get over it in the typical paradoxical message Francis always gives. It's what always happens when someone talks out of both sides of their mouth frequently. So from the article... The synod process, which will hold the first of two crucial assemblies in the Vatican next month, is shaping up to be the most significant event in the Catholic Church since the Second Vatican Council. Nevertheless, the synod has sometimes come up against a mixture of apathy and opposition. Pope Francis has even admitted that the synod on synodality can seem overly technical and of little interest to the general public. He made the remarks to a group of Italian journalists in the Vatican on August 25th, who presented him with the Journalism Award. I can't pronounce the Italian of it, sorry. Francis explained that he usually declines awards, but he accepted this one due to the urgent importance of constructive communication. He also wanted to ask the journalist to help in telling the story of the synod process, which Francis described as, quote, something truly important for the church. This Pope has an instinctive gift of getting his message out to a wide audience and has given more media interviews than any of his predecessors. He is sensitive to how the church is perceived and recognizes that reaching people through different media platforms is a part of his ministry. But Francis also knows that the synod meeting in October is already under a barrage of attack from some in the church. They use social media platforms and publish articles and books, making wild accusations against the synod as they seek to undermine the process. Some are claiming the synod will cause a schism in the church. The synods Francis has convened on family, young people, and the Amazon region have all come under similar attacks. The 2019 synod on the Amazon, a climate of hostility was created that culminated in a young activist stealing statues used by indigenous groups from a church and throwing them in the Tiber River. Thanks, Alexander Schul. It was appreciated. <laughs> In his remarks to journalists, the Pope summarized the Synod's purpose and why it matters. Francis stressed that synodality, with its core components of 
listening and discernment is needed when there is much talk and little listening. It is a process that responds to growing fragmentation and division in society by emphasizing that discernment must be taken collectively by bishops and laity, and that everyone is given a voice. It is in response to what Francis sees as a, quote, culture of exclusion, in which elites disenfranchise people and vital decisions are avoided. That's the synod in a nutshell, folks. Anyway, it, the synod, is something the church today offers the world, a world so often incapable of making decisions, even when our very survival is at stake, Francis said. There are no first, second, or third class Catholics, no. End quote. Terms and conditions apply. <laughs> Did you notice how that is being compared to those of us who objected to the Pacamama demon event in 2019? Or how unnamed bishops and cardinals are being made into some opposition to the church? He's talking about Strickland, Burke, and Vigano, of course. This is being framed as them being in opposition to the church. That's the setup here. Those bishops and cardinals who oppose Francis along with laymen who oppose idolatry and syncretism are something other than Catholic. What about all that dialogue and journeying together stuff? The whole point of that long excerpt was to set up for this. Synodality is actually Catholic, or so we're told. We're familiar with the argument here. Like communion in the hand or deaconesses or whatnot, the ancient church was synodal in nature, so now we must be synodal too. Disregard that the church abandoned synodality for a variety of reasons the modernists never go into and did so a millennia ago. Because it's ancient, the thinking goes, we must go back to that practice. That's the condemned error of archaeologism, which according to Pius XII is a misrepresentation of what the ancient church did in order to achieve modernist revolutionary goals by readopting those ancient practices, of course, with a twist. We see it here in this excerpt, quote, Second, the synod is deeply rooted in the church's tradition. The apostles practiced communal discernment, but the practice of synodality gradually came to die out in the Western Catholic Church. Pope Paul VI then sought to revive it at the end of Vatican II by creating the Secretariat for the Synod of Bishops in Rome, a structure that Francis has revamped and developed. In other words, listening to the Holy Spirit with a synodal assembly is a profoundly Catholic thing to do. End quote. Curious why they think they're going to be listening to the Holy Spirit, though. But do you see the juxtaposition here? Do you see how we should get over it? While at the same time, this is all about listening and discernment to those on the margins. No one is on the margins more than traditional Catholics, I think, in the modern Catholic Church. But there you go. That's where we are, folks. I'm curious what you thought of this. So give me your take in the comments, please. Do you think that we should just get over it? <laughs> do you think that uh, we should just accept this sort of informal implication that bishops and cardinals like Burke and Schneider and Strickland and any other decent bishop, especially the American ones who tend to resist what's going on in Rome, that we, that they are somehow less Catholic than Francis and less Catholic than the rest of the church, that they should just get over it too. Do you see what the, what's going on here? So let me know what you think of all this in the comments and hit like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. So to sharing this on social media, that helps too. And also, once again, thanks to the patrons and channel members for their support of the channel. It is greatly appreciated. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.